The newest Doctor Strange movie is hitting theaters, but did I find it to be a multiverse of badness? I'll tell you right now. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, here with my review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and because it is one of the biggest weeks in the movie-going year, I'm not at home. I'm not in my home studio, I'm on the road, so please excuse the hotel room backdrop. It may even be a little bit echoing here, my apologies, but that's not what's important. What's important is my opinion on the 28th movie, and this isn't even including the TV shows in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This one is directed by a familiar name, Sam Raimi. This is his first theatrical feature since Oz the Great and Powerful, nearly a decade ago, and it's his first time in the director's chair behind a Marvel film since Spider-Man 3 15 years ago. The movie's also written by a familiar name, Michael Waldron, who served as the creator and also one of the writers of the Marvel Disney Plus show Loki. And let me just say right up front, this is a non-spoiler review, which is always a little tricky when we're talking about these big movies, but it's going to be especially tricky when we're talking about this one, because there are so many things that are integral to my thoughts of the film. Well, I could talk about them, but I don't want to, because there's there's certain things about the nature of the movie, the plot, the characters, etc. that haven't really been revealed in the trailers and stuff. Maybe it's out there in other reviews, but I don't want to put it there in my review. But a lot of that stuff is crucial to what I liked and most especially what I didn't like about this movie. So I'm going to walk around it as much as I can, but just know that I will have a spoiler review out probably sometime tomorrow where I can really go deep down into some of my biggest issues with the film that I can't really talk about in this review. Overall, I will say that that my biggest issue with the film was the treatment of some of the characters and one character in particular, especially when you look at it as part of the function of the bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think one of the appeals of the MCU, or at least one of the selling points when they're talking about all these different movies and TV shows, is that it's going to feel like one coherent and consistent universe across all different media. And I will say that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has never felt more fractured, especially because of this movie. And I think it's because there have been so many adjustments and there's so many different creative teams behind all of these different movies and TV shows, they don't have the consistency of character down especially, and that was my biggest flaw with the film, and what I'm really going to be going down deep into with my spoiler review. Now there is one major character who people know is in the movie, but actually is almost absent, especially from the trailers from the film, and that is America Chavez who's played by Sochi Gomez. She is critical to this story, but the setup to her character seems a little rushed, and this goes a little bit to my frustrations also with this phase of the MCU. They've never had more outlets to bring in new characters and develop them, and yet we have one who is as crucial to the storytelling as America Chavez, who has abilities that are not only important to this movie, but are, I think, going to be important to later films. So there's a lot of work left to do with this character. Now, I know that she was originally supposed to debut in Spider-Man No Way Home, and so then they had to shuffle the order after the release orders changed, and so she had to be introduced in this film, and there's a certain leeway that I'm going to give the studio for COVID and the adjustments that had to be made. I get it. I understand that. But when it comes to my issues with the structure and the story of this film, I'll give them a pass when it comes to America Chavez, but I think that this movie has a lot of other problems that have nothing to do with COVID. I got a little worried about this film when Scott Derrickson left because he seemed so uh, happy about the concept of this film. He directed the first Doctor Strange film, and I think it was described as like a haunted house Doctor Strange movie, which I thought sounded like a great idea. And when it was revealed a couple years later that he had left the project due to creative differences, that kind of set off a red flag in my head because that means that something has changed. And it means that Scott Derrickson apparently was not able to give us that creative vision that he seemed to be so excited about for his new Doctor Strange 
movie. And actually, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is what I was afraid Spider-Man No Way Home would be, which is that it is a middle piece in the Marvel Cinematic Universe packed with meaningless cameos and stuffed with story threads that don't even service this film but are worried about wrapping up things that came before and are going to come later. It's a movie made up of pieces of plot threads and storylines from other MCU projects all kind of thrown into one container, or as Iron Man's Obadiah Stane would call it, A BUNCH OF SCRAPS! And it's a shame because there are so many different things about this movie that I really, really liked. One of them is the presence of Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen has been great as Wanda from the beginning. She remains great as Wanda in this movie. It's a great acting run in a role that has seen a lot of evolution over the years inside the MCU as they've tried to figure out what exactly to do with her. I think as Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch was actually allowed to have more of a personality in Spider-Man No Way Home than he really does in this movie. In this movie, everything just sort of happens around him, and that's because you have other characters that the story is more worried about. But Cumberbatch is pretty strong in the role, I suppose, even though he doesn't have a whole lot to do. And he does get to have a lot more fun as we explore different versions of characters in these different multiverses. And there are some things in this movie that could have been big game changers, and maybe some things that people are saying are big game changers, but they didn't feel like that to me. If I were going to review this movie based on surprise appearances and clap moments, then I think this would rank near the top of the MCU. But this movie doesn't do anything with any of the surprises that it has up its sleeve. I actually think it's wasted payoff for fan anticipation that's come for years and years and years across multiple projects, and it uses the multiverse in what I think is its worst possible use, which is a way to escape all consequences for anything that happens and to be able to do anything anywhere at any time. I know some people would say, well, it's great that the Marvel Universe would have that kind of freedom, but you need to have those limitations to give these stories stakes. So I think what they did with this movie was to trade some short-term fan enthusiasm for different moments in this film, but I think they gave up some of the long-term meaningfulness that you could have had if you had planned this thing a little more beyond just appearances in this exact film. Sam Raimi was brought on late into pre-production, and there are actually sequences and glimpses into the movie that Sam Raimi would have made if he were given full reign over Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the haunted house Doctor Strange movie that he would have done, and that is actually great. There are a few sequences in this film that are pure Sam Raimi, and I wish that we could see that version of the film, but this doesn't feel like anyone's distinct artistic version other than the Marvel machine. The score for the film is also great. Danny Elfman returns. We already know how his music works with Sam Raimi's superhero visuals, and there's that creepy haunting quality, one of those tones that really Danny Elfman does better than almost any composer working right now that serves the visuals of the movie, and I really think that if you were to take slices of this, I think in two or three years, or let's be honest, two or three months, when there are little scenes or portions of this film that are just clipped out and uploaded to YouTube, then it's going to make this movie look a lot better than it is because in a vacuum, there are two or three or five minute portions of this movie that work great. But when it comes time to connect all of it together, this movie is just a shambles. It completely falls apart. Instead, what this is is a mishmash of different sequences and battles and fights with creatures, fights in different planes of existence. They're cool to look at, but they don't really mean anything. They were completely empty calories for me, and I want want something meaningful from any movie that I watch. It feels like this movie was made out of obligation, not out of some sort of creative inspiration. 
I'm really, really mixed on this movie. And a lot of times I'll, I'll give movies the benefit of the doubt. But when I was looking at just the structure of this movie, as much as there was there to like, I think that the story of this film is fundamentally flawed. It's a weak story. The characterizations, even though they may be well acted in this movie, are inconsistent for the fans of the MCU. I feel like they've been adjusted solely to serve this story. I would love to give this movie a pass just based on the performances and the visuals and the specific sequence that I liked, many of which are amazingly inventive and specific scenes that work. But I think that what works in this film is overwhelmed by what doesn't work in this movie. And so ultimately, I can't recommend Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Not that it matters, because nothing I say is going to change anybody's mind about whether or not they should go see the movie. And it shouldn't. You should go out there and decide from yourself. I already tweeted out something that said I was kind of mixed, and there were a lot of people that said, you know what, I love this movie. I love what they did with this character. I loved what they did with this performance. And that's perfectly fine. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong, but I am here to tell you that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, when it comes down to it, just didn't work for me. So those are my thoughts on the latest film in the MCU. I'm more than a little disappointed, honestly. I was really looking forward to this, especially after how much I liked Spider-Man No Way Home and was hoping this would be a continuation of that, and how much I liked some of the previous film projects and TV projects that this movie ties into. Alas, not one of the stronger films in the MCU. But what did you think? Let me know down in the comments below, and be sure to stick around here on the channel for my spoiler review, which will likely be from this exact same spot here in my hotel. I'm going to put that out later tomorrow to give people some time to go see it in the previews tonight and in the morning and early afternoon hours of tomorrow. But thank you so much for watching. If you want to see even more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash danmerle, and right here on the channel where I'll be covering reviews, box office news, you name it. So much going on as we jump into the summer movie season. Until next time, stay safe, and thanks for watching. Bye.